one. And we are recording with Mr. Mike Adams for episode 653. This is the 300th episode this year. This is number 300. Mr. Adams, please introduce yourself, man. Hey. Uh, hi, Tommy. Thanks for having me on. I'm Mike Adams. I'm the founder of Brighteon.com, the free speech video platform. I'm the founder of naturalnews.com. I'm a, a food scientist. I run a food analytics laboratory, and I have the Health Ranger store that sells uh, lab-tested, certified organic, storable food and nutritional products and so on. That's, that's what I'm into. I'm all about uh, food and self-reliance and prepping and things like that. Um, so I've had people telling me to get on uh, Brighteon for, for some time, and I've been, you know, it started just on YouTube and people are like, Hey, you got to get off YouTube. You got to get on. So I think the first one I got on was bit shoot and then rumble. And then finally I started to understand like, this is just an ongoing process of like, whenever you find a new platform, back up all your stuff there and go there and uh, getting on Brighty on, I finally had someone personally recommended on the podcast. So I was like, all right. And um, it was a video of yours. I was actually watching last week and I texted you about that. And it was you talking about, how you have to play ball in order to get on the app store or get on get on the google store and well just to be clear we're not on the app store so yeah, we're not we're not playing ball with the sensors but uh -huh. yeah, you're, you're correct about yeah. some platforms yeah yeah and um for me and i've said it before and it's uh you know i've i love rumble it's been nothing but great to me in a little over a year i've amassed twelve thousand subscribers on there but I'm also a, an OCD guy, as you know. This is a one-man operation, and uh, I keep an Excel spreadsheet starting on December 12th, 2019, when I started the podcast, across about 52 columns. It's, it grows every month, but um, really, it's about right now, it's around 52 columns. Entries for every day of the year, maybe excluding like Christmas. Um, views, total views, audience retention, total watch time, averages, blah, 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 all, any metric I can find. And what I noticed on Rumble was, you know, a ton of growth I had on my biggest episode yet with Dr. Desmet, Dr. Malone, and Dr. McCullough. That was the first episode of this year, 653 on January 4th. And that's my most viewed episode. It's got 750,000 views and it brought my subscribers from like 1,000 to 6,000. Sick, loved it, total, total endorphin high. Um, and then I tracked my average views, my total views divided by whatever number of episodes. And it went from like 100 to 150 from last year to it's been pretty much coasting between 3,500 and 5,000 a day this entire year and consistent, not one, not, not for a week, not for two weeks, for well over 200 days in a row. On August 1st, it went down to about 500 a day. Wow. And that was so, and there's two things to look at. And since that day, I've added about 30% more subscribers. And it still won't go over 500. And you're talking about on Rumble on alone? Rumble. Okay. Rumble. And this didn't, mind you, as an OCD guy, this didn't happen on BitChute, Spotify, or Odyssey. Relatively, there was no change. So two things happened. It's either because that's the day I interviewed Greg Phillips about his work on 2000 mules and electric, election integrity, which is one of the reasons why I got banned from YouTube. And if it's not that... It's the day that they had a little banner across the top of the website that said, we are now listed on NASDAQ or whatever. And we're seeing with Elon and Twitter in court, how you have to show how much these views and interactions are organic 
and how much of it is bots because this could be fraud. So there's really one of two options, or perhaps I'm, I'll, I'll admit maybe I'm, maybe there's a third I don't know about and I might have to eat some humble pie. But it's either a form of shadow banning for discussing wrong think, or, or they were pulling in users and enticing them to rumble with artificially inflated views. And now that they are going on a stock market knowing that, you know, this could be fraud, they've greatly reduced it. And I know, and I know I'm putting you in an odd spot because they are a kind of fellow YouTube alternative. And I don't want you to feel like you have to be put in some place to, to, you know, cast a shadow on them or speak to. Oh, no, don't, don't worry. You can't, you can't put me in an uncomfortable spot at all. Don't (laughs) have no fear. My man. All right. So (laughs) those are my thoughts on rumble. It's one or the other. It's wrong. Think. Or it's a company that is evading fraud. Both of them are not too comforting for me to go build my my quote unquote my foundation for my company there. Okay, so uh, you want you want me to just kind of respond to that and give you my whatever thoughts? you want, man, or we can just talk about some completely just be like unrelated. Talk about so slippers. L- I don't care. Let me let me be clear about about a couple of things. I've seen this pattern over and over again uh, throughout a lot of tech companies when they go public such as Pinterest. Let's talk about Pinterest for a second. There was a time when Pinterest started saying, well, you can't post any photos uh, or any content about vaccines, right? Nothing nothing about vaccines. And why? Oh, because they were about to go public. And suddenly they were worried about investors and they wanted the investors to feel comfortable with the content that was on there. And this, this happened, I've seen it on multiple tech platforms over all the years that when they have to start pleasing investors because the price of the stock is considered the value of the company in almost every case that I've seen. And I'm not accusing Rumble of doing this. Sure. I'm just, I'm giving you a, a pattern. In almost every case that I've seen, these corporations, they, they choose money over principles. So profit over principle. And they will throw their free speech users under the bus time and time again in order to make more money. And, and, you know, be in favor with the, the Wall Street class. Now, notably, by the way, Gab is not doing this. Gab is always holding the line. And Andrew Torba should be, uh, you know, uh, applauded for holding the line on his principles of not giving in. Now, I put out a podcast recently talking about Rumble and BitChute and not accusing them of anything at all, by the way. I'm glad they exist. I'm, I, sure. I, I welcome, you know, the ecosystem of more platforms. And, you know, I'm the founder of Brighteon, so, but I don't even consider them competitors. I just say, hey, look, I mean, the more the merrier, right? Yeah, we absolutely. can all speak freely. Absolutely. But I pointed out that how is it that Rumble has apps with the Apple store, the iPhone store, and also approved by Google in the Google Play store? And because I happen to know, because our apps are denied by both of those tech uh, giants, because they say, well, you have to engage in all the following forms of censorship before we will allow your app to come on. And well, what is all that censorship? Well, they, Apple told us we can't criticize Satanism, for one thing, by the way. That was very clear. Uh, and, and we would, it was incredible, the back and forth with the Apple engineers and they would say, well, you can't have this. And they would say, well, okay, what if we, what if we take that off? Just, you know, theoretically. Then they would find something else. Oh, you can't criticize abortion, they would say. And then it just on and on and on. You, you can't say anything bad about this and that, blah, 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 blah. So I know that the rules at Apple and also with Google Android 
is that they will not allow you to have an app unless you agree to their censorship. So that raises a question in my mind as a logical question, and I would pose this question publicly to Rumble. How is it that you have apps when the only way those apps will be allowed is if you agree to censor your users on these so-called sensitive subjects? Do you, have you made a deal with Google and Apple in order to appease your investors? And are you planning on or are you now censoring people whose speech is not, uh, let's say, appreciated by you know, the leftists who are running the tech giants? So that's my entire position on it, Tommy. Um, I know that I've had investors come to me and offer you know, many tens of millions of dollars and things like that because they, they wanted to control the platform. And that, that's a route that people can take. And you know, it's a free sure. market system, sure. right? So if you agree to take money, you know, they'll make you wealthy overnight. And you know, here you can have all this money and then we're gonna take your platform and we're gonna build it up. It's gonna be bigger, it's gonna be more competitive. And then there's gonna be a board of directors. Mm. The board of directors is the great screw job in all of this, which is these people telling you that, oh, you can't stick to your principles because we have investors to please, you see. Yeah. Right? So I said, no, thank you, walked away. And we are, by the way, we're about to roll out a 10 major new features that we've been working on for over a year because we're self-funded. We don't have as many features as Rumble or BitChute or others. It's okay. But we have our principles. We don't shadow ban anybody. We don't uh, we don't we don't ban speech. People can say almost anything they want. Obviously, not illegal, stalking, threatening. I'm going to kill you type of videos, Inciting stuff like violence, that. Violence, child pornography. Yeah, yeah. like the, oh, how to build the, bombs the constitutional rules. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like we we <laughs> abide by, you know, the rule of law. The law okay? of land. Right, but aside from that, we don't censor people, and we're we're just slowly, meticulously building a platform for people who really care about being true to the freedom to speak. And by the way, Tommy, every person that subscribes to your channel on Brighteon, when they log into Brighteon, their homepage, they will always see your latest video if they are subscribed to your channel. It's not a, an algorithm. It's not like a percent chance. It's 100%. 100% chance they're going to see your video if they subscribe to your channel, which is the way it should be, because we don't believe in shadow banning. So that's a little insight into, into our philosophy. For anybody wondering, I don't receive a dime from Brighteon. I don't. Oh yeah. I don't, I, I've, I've been I've, I've been uploaded there for maybe two weeks. So anybody wondering if there's some, um, yeah, no. Well, I've had people reach out to me, and you know, they're like, it's not just that you don't show up on my Rumble feed anymore. They're like, I have a Rumble account exclusively to subscribe to you. Just oh showing, wow. So just showing support, like, because right. you know you can't you can't comment if you don't have, which is the same for YouTube. But it's like they're on there for this show and this show only. And I've brought them over from their, my, you know, my clan of, I guess, diehard followers from, from YouTube who have followed me there. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of funny. They're like, uh, why else would I be on this, this shit website? They're like, I'm here to support you, Tommy. And like, I don't, I, I like rumble. I don't, I don't hate rumble. Well, but look, I, I use fun. rumble too, by the way. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm not criticizing rumble and don't the more the merrier. Mistake. It is better right. to fight censorship as a collective. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and the fact that Rumble has all this uh, investment money, it does mean that they can build more features more quickly. They do some sure. really impressive things on the tech side, no question about it. And I don't wish any ill will upon them or anyone else in, in this space. I, I want everybody to succeed, but I also want I want speech to be free, okay? Mm -hmm. And I, 
I'm hearing some things, not enough to go public yet, I'm, but I'm hearing some concerning things. You just laid out a pattern that you've experienced on Rumble. I don't know why that's happening. I don't know their algorithms. I don't know if they do speech recognition and keyword flagging like YouTube does. I just don't know yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Absolutely. And again, like I said, that is my experience that I noticed. Um, I have also, but along with that, I had a, I've had a ton of people coincidentally in quotes, commenting in and around that time, August 1st, plus or minus like a week. Hey dude, you're not listed on my rumble anymore. And by the way, I'm only on this website subscribed to you. I don't see you anymore. Whoa. Or I'm auto unsubbed from you, which is the Whoa. beginning. That's a YouTube trick. They auto unsubscribe people all the time. And so on one hand, it's like don't let perfection prevent progress. Like I do understand that there are growing pains along the way. That being said, I also I, I'm 32 years old. I'd I'd like to think of myself as older and wiser. But I look at this and I'm like, these are the same patterns that led to YouTube. So the whole, uh, the whole, what word am I looking for? The whole draw of Rumble is that you can get information that you couldn't get on YouTube because you'd be banned. Right, right. Other than that, it is a far worse UI, has a much smaller user base, has a much smaller amount of content. YouTube's been up since 05. If you're not going to offer me, that absolute free speech. Why am I here? Yeah, why exactly. In God's name, am I no, here? No, that's that's exactly the point. And 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 you just described also, Brighton, right? So Brighton doesn't have near the features of YouTube. Although we are rolling out, by the way, a tokenization tipping system very soon, so that the content creators can get paid. Oh, and yeah. that's taken us actually two years. But we don't have nearly the features of anybody else. But the main draw is you can speak freely. Which is why, by the way, there's a whole bunch of people on Brighton that have flat earth channels, which yeah. they're all talking about flat earth, you know, and and I'm like, hey, guess what? That's awesome. Everybody's got a different Go view it. of the cosmos, the universe, the way things work, what's round, what's flat. Go for it. Whatever. It's not my business to tell people what they can and cannot say about the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost like the same way for all of human history. The truth will just rise to the top on its own. Yeah, yeah. And then people should be able to argue and debate and present their slides and everything else. Go for it. You know, it's fine. Yeah. But uh, let me let me throw out something else that that has never been made public, though, that I think is relevant to this. Um, And thanks for having me on. Thanks for letting me uh, talk about this. So there was um, in our in the early days of Brighton, we only updated the video view count one out of every 10 video views. So in other words, the actual update command, the SQL update to the database only happened one out of every 10 views because the demand on the database was too high in the early days before we built our own massive hardware server farm, okay? And then a couple of months ago, we were revisiting that algorithm. It's just, it was like one out of 10, okay? And we decided to just hit it every every view. So every view, there's an update that goes to the database, okay? So, I mean, now. Uh, even though before it was one out of 10, but it would up, it would increase it by 10. It was still the right number. It was just like, there would be nine views before it would count, you know, plus 10. Okay. So, excuse me. So our programming team uh, made a mistake in this, this update. And they, the the mistake, because I have a background in, in coding and the mistake was traced back to 
um, not defining the type of the variable. So there were uh, integers that were supposed to get added together, but uh, someone mistyped or forgot to type one of the variables and it ended up being interpreted as a string instead of an integer. And uh, for whatever reason, the, there was a new program on the team and they failed to process this through the staging testing area and they pushed this one change live, which is a big no-no. And I jumped all over this guy, by the way, because it's like, are you out of your mind? You, you, you don't push features live, whatever, you know? Um, and it caused a crazy explosion in the apparent view counts where some people's videos that had like 5,000 views, suddenly they showed 50,000 or 500,000 views, like overnight, boom. And it was wrong. And so we put up a notice that said, oh, the view counts are screwed up. You know, we apologize. We're working on it. I went back to my team, you know, you, you got to fix this. You got to trace back. Um, you got to undo all this. And it took them about 18 hours <laughs> to solve this. And then the view counts got corrected mm -hmm. back down. Now we did hear from a few users who only logged in when the view counts were really they high, right? And then they saw the view counts got deprecated or, or you know, reduced. And they said, oh my God, uh, Brighton took away all our views. And actually it was just a correction. So I do know that sometimes those things happen. Sure. Um, that happened to us and we apologize and it drives me nuts that, that even happened, but it does happen. Yeah, no. And that's something. Well, and so that's one of the first things I thought was like, you know, before I go to like battle positions, I'm like, did some, as a biology major, I remember thinking, I was like, I was telling myself, I was like, Hey, I was like, Tommy, like, uh, you know, put, put down the flamethrower. Like it might not be war. It might, something might've happened that I just don't understand. Right. True. My only problem is, is that really from January 4th forward, my, my big episode with Malone, Desmond, McCullough that, you know, increased my subscriber count 700% in one day, every day for well over 200 days, January, February, March, April, May, June, all of July, it never fell below. There was never a day that I got less than 3000 views. Uh -huh. And most days it was over 5,000. Well, it, I mean, that would a, indicate that you have, you know, your audience is checking back daily and you should, that should it, persist and grow. Until it hit a wall on August 1st, down to 500. And that's oh, when David. I was at like 9,000 subscribers. Now I'm at 12 and a half thousand and it still hasn't gone over 500. Also then trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's walk this out. Maybe this is something that happened across the entire website. Okay. I have a problem with, if it happened across the entire website, like it did with Brighteon. Okay. A coding error. But I do have a problem with why was that up for nine months? And that's far too coincidental for a new platform to be enticing users to come over from YouTube to make that quest to the, the new world. It's far too enticing that you show a channel on YouTube that maybe is only getting 10 views per video. All of a sudden go, well, you're getting a thousand per video. And oh, wait, so well, you're now all of a sudden you're getting padding now, the views to maybe it's a, maybe it's a hot girl flirting with the nerds because the nerds <laughs> getting her an A on the homework. Uh -huh, and now I that see. you're over there and the very day a banner goes ahead that says we are now on NASDAQ, it all drops because I don't know that. Might oh, be wow. So that, who knows, I might have a tinfoil hat on, I don't know, but it's that or it's censorship. Uh-huh. So which is it? Or there's a third and that's just incompetence. Make a note of it. But as far as I'm concerned, it's been two months. I can't get a response from anyone. I'm still putting out videos 
more than one a day. My subscriber count has gone up by 30% since August. Uh I'm still doing this with huge guests. Yeah, true. You get a lot of great guests. Thank you. What has happened? So that's, that to me is, I can either keep spending time on this and going, is it censorship or is it fraud? Well, eventually I do hit a point and goes, I I can tell you what it is. It's something I don't give a shit about. I'm not going to waste any more time with it. I'm Uh going to go somewhere else. I'm always going to upload to Rumble, just like I'll always upload to BitChute and Odyssey and Spotify. But that is what's indirectly, I guess, led to this podcast is I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm in this for the long haul. And yeah. I mean, what a fascinating journey to bring us together and to have this conversation, because I, I bet a lot of content creators are in the same boat that you are and are wondering, like, what's going on? What's happening with the views? What's, but, you know, look, you and I get to talk. I mean, I'm, again, I, I'm, I'm in touch with the R&D team. We can talk uh, tech. I can answer questions. I can tell you how our platform works. And, you know, the only complaint that we get is not that views are padded, just that there's just not enough views because people are used to YouTube level views which by the way, a lot of YouTube views, it's transient. It's people who don't give a crap. They're just clicking around. So what I tell people is, look, our views on Brighton, that's real. Okay, it's gonna be a lot lower than what you saw on YouTube, but these views count. These are people who are engaged. These are people who are here because they wanna be here. They wanna hear free speech. They wanna hear alternative news and and so on, or even alternative theories about everything. So these views are are like 10 to one, maybe more, uh, more important than views on YouTube. And, and so people, people do well on, on Brighton just because the views count more. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I always joke about, I'm like, I have like I've been on BitChute for like three years. I'm like, I only have f- 700 subscribers there, but I always joke. I'm like those 700, it's like that, right. Was it Alexander the great? But there's some quote where it's one volunteer is worth 20 conscripts. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like those 700, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, those are 700. <laughs> Those are not bots. Those are yes. not sympathy. I'm like, dad, I got an army. Like that, that's a real 700. Um, so true. Yeah. So I guess just to play devil's advocate, um, cause that's one thing. If anybody, anybody that watches this podcast knows, I just, for the sake of keeping my mind limber, I always have to play all sides. <sighs> there has to be some very real limitations then to Brighty on if it's, if it's privately funded. Right. I mean, like you said, rumble, with all that funding, they are, right? There's the double-edged sword. You're beholden to shareholders, but you can also roll out new features quicker. You can do right. X, Y, and Z. What would you say are the, the not to act like I'm some inner, you know, interviewing you, but like, what would you say are like the limitations of, well, of that more honest system? Yeah, but you are interviewing me. And I, I realized that as I said it, I'm like, that's, you're, I'm like, you're, what? You're, it's, I'm happy it's literally to answer your a podcast. It's 953 <laughs> yeah. interview. Tommy, what the fuck do you think you've been doing for three years? Not to act like an interviewer on a podcast. <laughs> no, but that's what this is. All right. So, so, so two things. Um, number one, when it, it, it's interesting, uh, Rumble is currently paying big money to get like a uh, high visibility people to come on Russell and Brand, join Rumble. Tate. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, you take Tate. So I don't know what he's being paid, but whatever it is, let's just say he's being paid. I don't know, a million dollars a year, let's just say, well, it's easy for rumble to get that money because it's a public company. So it's other people's money. That's, that's a key difference when you're using other people's money to pay your talent. You know, suddenly you have a lot of money available as long as your stock price is high. Whereas here on Brighton, we don't pay any talent to do their shows. 
because we don't have other people's money running through our accounting system to do that. So that's one thing. And I'm, again, I'm not criticizing Rumble for doing that. I, I think it's great to bring people across from YouTube and put them on Rumble. It's just that, again, it's easier for them because it's not their money. Uh, secondly, they can fund a lot more R&D. So their R&D budget, I'm just guessing, could easily be uh, between 25 and $50 million a year, easily. Uh, our R&D budget is probably uh, between two and $3 million a year. And it, that's not insignificant, by the way. No. I mean, no. it, it's still a, a ton of money if you're a small private company. And it just shows, you know, we're really dedicated to free speech. We've spent millions upon millions of dollars to build this platform and let everybody use it for free. But we don't have the big, big budgets. And the other thing that when you're a public company, you are able to attract talent by offering them stock options in lieu of actual payment. So if you're any kind of public company, if you're Rumble, you can go out and you can recruit top level engineers and you can say, okay, here, I'll pay you 250K a year, which by the way, is a kind of salary for top level, you know, sysadmin or top level engineers at the top. I'm not saying all the, all the lower guys, but somebody can make 250. And we, Rumble, will throw in, boom, stock options that could mean that you're actually getting half a million a year. They can always entice people with the stock options. And then they can lock that employee in with the options where you can't sell these. You're not fully vested until five years down the road. So yeah. they can lock them in. That gold handcuffs. Exactly. Whereas what we have to do as a private company, not publicly traded, we have to just pay market rates. Boom, that's it. Okay, so yeah, we have to pay some engineers 100 bucks an hour some more. I mean, engineering is not a cheap thing these days. Believe me, it's, it's crazy expensive. And half the problem is Mark Zuckerberg hired everybody to build that monstrosity known as Meta that is a joke, but he, he sucked up like 50,000 engineers around the world and paid them insane amounts of money, creating a shortage in engineering, by the way. Well, so so, th so that's a, an advantage that Rumble has that we do not have. So we are, again, we're smaller, we're, we're slower, we're more meticulous, we're, but we're self-funded, which means we control all of our decisions. There you go. So <clears throat> unfortunately, I am a human being that, that eats food, drinks water, and uh, has an electricity bill that powers this machinery that I'm doing. And I've been very open on the podcast before I told you all about my investor situation. I'm, I'm very open about that. That's just, it's an absurd journey. I like it. It's a roller coaster. But for someone like myself, where my, my idealism is going to eventually, in about 18 months and six days, not that I'm counting, April 17th, 2024, is when my official private funding runs out, and then I've got some savings. And, you know, like I've said before, if I don't make it by then, I'll, I'll just go get a job and do the podcast in the evening. I don't, I got, I got into medical school. That was harder than this. So I could do that. I'll do the podcast. Yeah. That being said is I also have, you know, much like the, uh, the idyllic college kid that's like, we should all just, you know, love each other and have a communist society. And then you graduate and you go, man, fuck this shit. I want the salary. Give me that money. Right. You have that reality check. I'm also very aware that there is a reality check to my uh, free speech absolutism. And I'm not too dissuaded by that because I look at someone like Rogan and I'm like, so the richest podcaster in the world is the guy who can still say whatever he wants. So I think I'm in 
I think I'm in good company. You know, stubbornness in the past has yielded great things. What, in the United States, World War II, uh, what would, what do they call it? Unconditional surrender. There was no, well, maybe you get to do this. No, it was absolute victory or nothing. So I also don't really feel too dissuaded to go for absolute victory. All that well, can being I, said, can I chime sure. in on this, Tommy? Absolutely. Because um, I, I, I look at a lot of talent. Um, uh, you know, I was, I was interviewing a guy today on Infowars, uh, John Wadsworth, uh, known as New Patriot, brand new guy on uh, just on Brighton only, and he's uh, he's a rock star. He's awesome. He he's nailing it. I'm I'm looking at talent all the time, and I think I have a pretty good sense of what ingredients are necessary for people to do well in in podcasting and some of the business models that work for people. So, is it okay if I share a, a couple of a couple of things with you? Um, so number one, you've got. You've absolutely got what it takes to be a successful podcaster. Uh, not only do you, you have the raw intelligence to ask really great questions. I've, I've listened to several of your other interviews, okay. uh, including the one with uh, Eben Alexander. Thank you for connecting me to absolutely. him. Um, secondly, you get the most amazing guests ever. Like the Russian bioweapons guy. <laughs> Albeck, he was on last night. We shot the shit for an hour and a half. I, I'm telling you. So... Like if, if for some reason you ever don't want to do podcasting and want a job working in this area, you would be the world's best producer of oh, I podcasts. Think, I, think, I, think I, I think I would be. You would be. Um, you. The third thing is that um, you, the, the revenue model that can work for you is sponsorship during the podcast or what we call mm -hmm. live reads. So instead of going to a platform where it's a revenue share, which is what YouTube often is, uh, the most successful podcasters that I know who are actually earning a living off of it, and I mean a serious living. So Tim, Tim Dillon, the comedian, he makes like two fifty a month. Yeah, I, I I know people who are doing six figures a month uh, across even across alt platforms. By the way, not just on one platform, but alt platforms, and they are doing this by number one, of course, uh, being a very strong influencer with their own personality traits that's that's one thing that has to come across very strongly is your own personality so that people know that it's you and they know what you stand for what your principles are but then secondly there are live reads of sponsors that are consistent with your principles so your sponsorship selection would be kind of small but very very effective very much in line and i'm in the same boat too you know i have sponsors that sponsor my podcast that offer things like satellite phones for excuse me, emergency communications, uh, U.S. made um, survival knives that have a special steel alloy that I can talk about scientifically, things like that. But I think that you have what it takes, Tommy, to be very successful in this space with live reads of uh, certain sponsors that are aligned with your mission. And the the one the the one, it's not a criticism, but the one thing I would say that is difficult for people when they first encounter you is they're not sure because you, you, you interview such a diverse, vast array of people that the audience isn't sure what your Who focus is. Right. Like, what is your thing? What is your main message? And so that's the only thing that I would say is like, how, how do you describe yourself and your focus and your message you know, in 60 seconds, what is Tommy all about? In 2007, 
my family moved from uh, Atlanta to Portland. I'll go for 60 seconds. Portland, Maine for my dad's job in the middle of high school. Didn't have any friends. I moved a lot as a kid. And this was like the last move that just kind of broke me to where I was like, I don't even want to make new friends. I'm just going to go to the gym. And I remember every day after school, after the gym, I would sit on the computer and I would just go down Wikipedia rabbit holes. It started with the Cold War. And then I'd go to a reference and I'd find a new article about Reagan's SDI. And then that would lead to this, which would lead to this. And I would just skim through. It didn't matter what the topic was or even what the era was, modern day or 5,000 years ago. If I saw something that caught my eye, I would just go for it. And that would, much like capitalism is the incentive model, I would learn because I was incentivized by what is this? What what the hell is the Defense Intelligence Agency? Why did the Soviets have an anti-aircraft gun on their Salyut 22 satellite? That's the first weapon in space all the way to when did this happen? What is the drier youngest, the younger driest impact? I simply go by what I'm interested in. And if I stay on one topic for too long, it starts to get dry. And then the light, the spark in my talking it goes away because it's my 10th straight episode talking about COVID and I don't really want <laughs> versus go from COVID to Delta force operator to Soviet bioweapons program to mo- rovers on Mars to guy who started Brighty on. And if you actually watch them all, what seems like a scattershot attempt or a scattering brain, you actually start to find there's a very common theme in all of them. And it's inquisitiveness, curiosity. And I try to make analogies between the two so that people who maybe understand military tactics, I'll use a Delta Force analogy to try to teach them about what Dr. Malone says about vaccines and vice versa. Okay. So that's my pitch. So let me just throw this out. I mean, we're just going to brainstorm live in real time here. Um, I think that you need branding as a show and the branding, for example, what you just described, if I were to throw out some possible show names or brand names would be, Boom, the curious, you know, curious adventures with Tommy Kerrigan or down the rabbit hole with Tommy Kerrigan, like uh, a show brand, a show name and an intro logo with some uh, music and logo that just sets the tone, but also doesn't restrict you, like allows you to to cover any topic because you're about curiosity. You're about inquisitiveness, as, as you said, or adventuring into territories that maybe a lot of people don't venture into. So down the rabbit hole or off the beaten path, themes like that would be a great fit and would allow you to, to talk to anybody. So the reasoning for what it is, one TPC is my name, Thomas Patrick Kerrigan, and it also stands for Tommy's Podcast. So it's also just the simplest thing I could think of. It's also, I've been talking to people like you and I are doing right now my entire life. I mean, truly, I went and interviewed at the University of uh uh, University of Southern California Keck School of Medicine on November 1st, 2013. And uh, that was the day some dude walked into LAX with a machine gun. Oh, really? So there was a giant traffic jam. I was stuck on this empty bus for like three hours with some Hispanic woman. And I must have talked to her about three hours about, well, did you know Reagan wanted to put like lasers in space? And you know what? And we've got everything <laughs> in between. Or just, you know, even at the University of Georgia, just sitting in the science library as someone else, you end up talking about this, that, or the other thing. And then finally, you know, moving home with my parents in 2016, I just go to the gym every day. It was just all old. I mean, old, I mean, like 50 years older than me. And so every day at the you know, end, end of the workout, I'd just be in some sauna with a bunch of old guys who like fought in Korea. And I would just always end up talking about, 
hey, I'm Tommy. And the next thing you know, we're on for nine hours. We're just going until we're both red in the face because it's so hot in there. But the reason why I've never had like an official name for the podcast other than Tommy's podcast, the reason why I've never had an intro is because my logic is like the best conversations I've had in my life just started with like, what's up, man? It wasn't like the way I look at it is this. It's like if I sat down in the sauna and then just like played a little musical intro and then it was like, welcome to my show. Someone would be like, "Who the f- I'm going to call cops. Like this guy's unhinged. So for me is the reason why there's no intro, there's no music, there's no, it's, it's by design. It's because the best conversations I've ever had in my life just start with, all right, so uh, what's your name, Mike? Yeah, man. So uh, do you ever know about this? And then you're off to the races. So I get that a lot about how I need a name for it or a logo for it. It's it's by design that it's just it's supposed to be the most vanilla. It's just what it's three, two, one, and we're recording. Yeah, well, well today I, we're gonna I, talk about so that's just that's that's my answer to it. Th- that's truly fascinating. And I I I like your philosophy and uh, I would still invite you to consider some sure. names so that the the end user can see if they've never heard of you before gotcha. and they see your video or the channel like boom and it, here's another name like Tommy talks to the world like yeah. that's your show Tommy talks to the world and people are like whoa really what's Tommy talking about to the world and you know there's 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 a there's like a mental hook something to remember something that stands out yeah and then they they might tune in for the first few minutes and see if they're hooked and then they, they listen to the whole hour or whatever i you know i'm just throwing out stuff so oh yeah uh, i'm not i don't i don't mean it i'm not i'm i'm open to all all ideas i i think you have all the you've got the talent you've got the the production capabilities you've got the intelligence to carry on these amazing conversations and thank you i i just think um a little bit of uh, a little bit of marketing polish around it would make a world of difference i really do i that 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 means a lot i mean i'm it is and this is and i don't know if if this is more of a of a conversation that wouldn't be on the podcast and like i always say i can edit out anything but so what what is it of my interest aside from the fact that you guys are for free speech in terms of like i do have to come down from the clouds and be able to pay bills how would i for brighteon as opposed to rumble or bitshoot how do I turn this into a successful podcast? And when I say make money, I mean like right now I about $3,000 a month is what I live on. How do I get to that? Is, is how do I get to that on Brighty? on how do I get to that on rumble right now? I'm making like a hundred bucks a month on Spotify with like another hundred from Patreon from users. So I'm at 200 of the 3000 I need. And that's the, that's the, that's seeing how the sausage is made that I think some people don't like that. It's like, this is a real thing all the podcasts I put out is because I have my bills paid and I'm able to listen to nine hours of audiobooks in a day or send out a hundred emails. What is the actual capitalist opportunity for well, someone like myself? I know people who, who are well-established. They've been doing this for, for several years. They've got a good audience and they are paid a, about $5,000 per episode Jeez. by a sponsor. Yeah. Um, that's not hmm. unusual. Now, how do I do I need to yeah. get sponsored by Raytheon? Do I just need no, invading no, 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 your no. country tomorrow? No, it's not, it's not, it's not Raytheon. Boy, here's, you here's where it all starts. If you only need three thousand dollars a month to to pay your bills, that's that's going to be, I think, well, that's very my survival easy threshold to achieve. Yeah, but that's that's gonna be so easy to achieve, I believe. Here's here's what it is. 
obviously it comes from your relationship with your viewers. So it's about growing your viewer base, but deepening your relationship with them so that they know uh, who you are and what you stand for. And that whatever you bring in as a sponsor, of course, has to be 100% consistent with your philosophy and your belief system. You can't, if you try to, you know, cheat your way through it like oh or i could sponsored by you know pizza hut i mean forget it right not gonna not don't even think about that it's got to be consistent but i guarantee you i know from advertisers who have spent they have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars a month with google and they have found that moving over to alt media they were able to get the same results for just fifty thousand dollars a month the alt media influencer ecosystem is the great hidden gem for advertisers who are blowing money hand over fist on Google and YouTube and Facebook. And it's just, it's 90% wasted money. They are looking for opportunities of genuine people to sponsor with live reads, like I said before, to sponsor who have a real connection with their audience. So there's a, there's a, a trust factor that has been established, which you have to earn Mm-hmm. It's based on your reputation and people listening to you and liking you and liking what you say. And it can't be fake. It's got to be 100% genuine. You know, it's got to be really who you are. It's like what I do, nothing is staged. Nothing's an act. Nothing's fake. Like what you hear about me, what I talk about, that's who I am. Everything from the chickens and the goats and the donkeys on my ranch and everything else, it's all real. Yeah. That's why it's, sometimes it's so bizarre. <laughs> I couldn't make that up. Yeah. But if with it, it it just comes down to your how much influence you have with people and then connecting with advertisers that are consistent and then doing a few tests and seeing you know how the response is and um, then growing it from there but you know it, given the diversity of who you talk to your potential for for sponsors is pretty diverse because there are certain things that everybody needs like, you know, everybody needs food. Everybody takes a shower. Everybody buys soap. Everybody shaves. Everybody, you know, uses a cell phone, whatever. Everybody uses a computer. Everybody could use a VPN service uh, and so on and so forth. It's a lot of things. Yeah. T- to me, it is that like, uh, it's that alchemical, what turns like this, the lead into gold is like, I'm working my ass off this. This is episode 953. Like there's been upgrades over the years as the camera gets better, the microphone gets better, the guests get bigger. And there's still just like this. Where is the moment where where the like the gold happens? And I don't mean like literal gold. I wouldn't mind gold, but like there's still the moment of like, how does this okay? There's kind of like a there's like a semi alchemical moment right they found someone that's investing in the podcast okay cool i can move out of my parents house i don't have to work at the liquor store anymore but there's still this thing where i'm like where does the like when does the the boat push off from the dock and it doesn't sink and like i'm still trying to find that and i think full circle that's kind of what disheartened me about rumble is starting to felt like you're getting punched in the gut after building up all those views it, yeah, it's you, you You get away from YouTube and all right, so I'm at 5,500 subscribers on YouTube, get banned. And then I'm back on Rumble. I'm like, start at one. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's stop bitching and do this. And then in less time, it took me to get, took almost two years to get 5,000 on YouTube. Now I get oh, over double the number of subscribers in less than half the time on Rumble. So you get up to 12,000 in a year and you're like, 
I'm the man, I got this. And then you start to see the same patterns that in my opinion have poisoned YouTube. And there's just this sort of like, what am I doing? Like at a certain point, do you go, I'm never going to find perfection. So I should just suck it up and bend the knee and just stop interviewing doctors about COVID and make money and shut up. And I don't mean like make Rogan money. I mean, enough to pay for my apartment or there's well, like, I, you I, stand firm and keep fighting. I always, the money always has to come as a side effect of doing an yeah. amazing job, you know, with the content. And I, I think, from listening to some of your interviews, if you don't mind me saying, and, and yeah, go for it, dude. I don't care if you want to edit this out, that's fine. Or if you want to uh, publish this publicly, that's fine too. It's your, it's your call. But what you are able to do is to delve into questions that a lot of people aren't thinking. You're able to peel back the layers of mystery. Thank you. In fact, you know, that term mystery, I think you should consider that using that term in your new show name, Tommy, because you uncover mysteries of the world. Thank you. Seriously, like Tommy's, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, digging into the world's mysteries or something, um, some some better formation of that. But I mean, you deal with like bioweapons and, and astronauts and NASA and military tech and all kinds of stuff. And a lot of it is uncovering mysteries, which you have this unique talent to do that not everybody can even manage that. Thank right. You. Yeah. So that you do that really, really well. And it's intriguing. And that's the thing. It's, it's intriguing and it's informative and, and people want to, you know, put on your podcast and just listen. And often, see, I, I think a lot of people listen while they're doing something else. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the way people listen to me too. So, okay, yeah. they're going to do dishes and they're listening to the podcast yeah. or they're they're mowing the lawn on a riding lawnmower, right? And listening to the podcast, whatever they're doing, or driving and listening, and that's fine. And your format lends itself to that quite well too, because there's not visually a lot of crazy stuff going on. It's, it's all intellectual. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler right. alert: It's me on a chair in front of me. <laughs> right, which is fine because it's yeah. the mystery is happening in your mind. You know, the story is unfolding in your mind, like that that detective you had on the other day about that gold digger woman like vecchione that was crazy that was so that intriguing. i love that guy i thought i was i was watching an episode of of like the police mysteries or something <laughs> thanks man it was awesome i was I've hooked had, <laughs> i think another one you might like is um pat on dale graff he was the head of the cia stargate project the remote viewing oh man in the cold war i've had on that guy oh yeah the head guy and we said that would I, be intriguing that's the that's the stuff that sometimes I just get so frustrated about. I'm like, who else is interviewing the head of the CIA psychic program? It's got like eleven <laughs> views, and I'm like, this is a damned world. Like, I should be just reviewing TikTok and selling cereal. No, the, no, no. I know, no, I can't. But Resist it's like that. But that is like the poll where I'm like, the head of the Soviet Union bioweapons program came on with Dr. Peter McCullough two weeks ago and said unequivocally, this was a lab made virus. It's got like a hundred views. And I'm like, I don't even, I've had on a guy that I've won, won four men alive who've walked on the moon. He's come on three times. Cumulatively, they have about 300 views. And I'm like, I don't, what am I doing? I've, well, I'm, 
I'm glad that you decided not to just cover pop culture because I, I did see that episode of yours where you were a little bit distraught about that. And the, you were I, thinking, was, I was so angry. Anybody wondering, <laughs> that's uh, it was around April of this year. So April, April is the anniversary of, of when I lost my older brother to suicide eight years ago. So April always just sucks. But it was that mixed with like just hating. And I put out an episode. It's like I will exclusively cover pop culture. I was so I had people text me after that like, you okay, bro? <laughs> like, I couldn't tell if that <laughs> right, was a right. funny ep. I ended up taking a week off. I was so angry. But but listen, I mean, if you were to just go cover pop culture and stuff that doesn't matter, you wouldn't be happy with yourself because no, you I'd, are. No, I'd hang myself. You, you love digging into the mysteries of the world, frankly, and that's to be applauded. And that's actually you. your ticket. And I, I'm serious. I I think that you should you should repackage your show with a new name, a logo. And you should test some of the names, like using words like mysteries or world or, or I don't know, um, you can brainstorm on it and, and ask friends and ask people online, ask your current audience, like what, what show name best covers what I do? And then you brand it in some way that's, that's uh, memorable. Yeah. And I guarantee you the mental hook of that is going to just, it's going to make a, an impact in people's minds about who you are and what you do and, and why it's worth tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's my, my, like the reason why I don't put stuff behind a paywall on Patreon is because people like Tim Dillon, who I love Tim Dillon, but uh, he's a comedian. He makes like 220,000 a month on Patreon. I think he's the funniest guy alive. I'm like, that is successful. I'm like, that's very successful. Or I'm like, what's more successful than him? It's Rogan who puts nothing behind a pay. And as someone that grew up with LimeWire and Napster, I'm like, I know that there's no such thing as a paywall. If you really want it, you'll find it. My other logic is, is his is the biggest. He has on Elon Musk to Bernie Sanders to Dr. Malone. And his is just called Joe Rogan Experience. So there's also, I, I look at like the highest thing I could ever hope to attain and it's just his name with another word on it. Yeah, but but don't forget about all the years. I mean, Joe Rogan is a brand now. Well, no, no, he was a brand before he even started. Yeah, right, right. I mean, yeah. he had all those years in Hollywood and doing all the stuff. Oh yeah, that Fear he Factor did. News Radio. Yeah, that was all that was before he even started. The, no, I'm, I'm exactly. I know, I know that as well. Um, again, yeah, the thing I'm I'm less concerned with is is, is the name or the logo, and it's more the guests, well, and, the content, the quality. Let me let me add this too. Um, sure. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble with Joe Rogan's people on this, but um, Joe Rogan tends to interview people who are more pop culture oriented. Mm -hmm. And rarely does he get into the really in-depth type of interviews that actually characterize what you do more frequently. Thank you. So, I mean, I know Joe Rogan has Peter McCullough on and, and folks like that, but he's really, his realm really is more pop culture which naturally has a much larger audience because gotcha. more people are going to be interested in pop culture than in things that actually matter. For example, there was a clip that went viral of Joe Rogan and somebody he had on just in the last day. And I saw it, I saw it being shared everywhere. And I pulled up that clip and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like me and Alex Jones talk like this every day for the last three years. And <laughs> I mean, there's nothing special in that clip. Yeah. Nothing. Well, it was just because it was Joe Rogan. Yeah, it's people are like, dude, did you know he had on Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone and now the White House is saying and I'm like, I, huh? 
I remember Dr. McCullough texting me and being like, I'm going on Joe Rogan next week. Yes. I remember yes. Dr. Malone texting me. He's like, I'm going on Rogan tomorrow. Wish me luck. I'm like, I, they've been on here several times before. Totally. Like, I, Tommy, you should I get, get those it. guests on. I'm like, he's no, never, for... <laughs> I just get, I get, I try not to get angry, but I'm like, he's never interviewed a guy that's walked on the moon. He's never interviewed Mike Durant, the Black Hawk down pilot. He's never interviewed Ken Al. All these people who I got in touch with, so they are accessible. He's never, <laughs> yes. Rob Manning, the head of NASA JPL, the guy who puts the rovers on Mars, came totally. on here. Totally. What? Where? What? <laughs> like it well, is. See, I. It is I, disillusioning I, sometimes. You're like, you're like, oh. Yeah, but I think, I think, your secret to long-term <sighs> success is going to be being true to who you are. Yeah. No, and no, you're, you're a right. curious person about the world. And there, are, there is a whole universe of people that share that curiosity with you, and they want to uncover the mysteries of the world, and they, they want to follow you through these interviews and through asking these questions, and they don't want to hear about pop culture garbage because they know it doesn't matter in the yeah. end. You know, It's just about connecting with those, and, and again, that comes a lot of that, I think, comes down to the packaging, the branding, the naming, because that is your sign over your shop sure. you know, that where people say, oh, I... I uh, I'm looking for there? a baker. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking for a bakery sign. Oh, there it is, bakery. And then they go in and buy bread. Well, they're looking for mysteries. That's, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. And uh, as everyone on this podcast knows, they inadvertently become my therapist as I just sit here and <laughs> vent my. I don't. I don't intend to do that. I'm, I'm yeah. just. No one ever I'm, does. I'm just brainstorming. No, no, no. You're a platform. No, you're, you know. Yeah. No, and I think there's the other thing is like. When I say like I get angry that this isn't this podcast isn't bigger or it's not making more money, I do understand that there is an inherent limitation if you're not willing to go full pop culture. That's fine. That's fine. I Rogan is at a different it's at a it's not brain it's not as brain dead as Kardashian. There's still some stupidity. I love him. I started listening to him in twenty eleven, like before anyone who like his podcast was. So like I'll, I'll always have a special spot in my heart for him. But that's not even what I'm like, you know gunning for as cool as it would be when i get angry about this podcast not making money i mean like i I want enough to pay for an apartment and like walmart groceries it's not like it's not like <laughs> right, i'm not, not on the daily show every night i'm like dude, i want when i say i want it to make money i mean i want it to pay for a one-bedroom apartment my bed is six feet that way and my washer is six feet that way and the bathroom is right there. There's a this is walled in with moving blankets. Like well, I'm that's not, highly efficient living right there. It is very efficient <laughs> living. I will not apologize, but like that's what I mean when I get angry about it. Because yeah, if you wanted to truly well, one, if I wanted it to be bigger, the reality is this is I would have never had on Dr. Malone or Dr. McCullough. I would have shut up and stayed on YouTube. So like see, but I'm I'm glad you had them on. I think that's really a great choice. And I I think again, your ability look. Let me let me throw this out there. Something else that that I think is important to this. Um, you get great guests on, and you do bombshell interviews that don't get enough publicity, right? So, let me offer you this: I have a writing staff. You know, I've got fifty plus people: writers, editors, proofreaders, publishing people who do our content. If you will post new interviews on Brighton, that we think are newsworthy because of the guests or the topic, I will assign my team to cover your podcast at no charge to you, just editorially to cover it and embed it in the story. 
And then we'll publish that across multiple websites that we publish. And we'll just do that for you. As long as the guest is, you know, interesting and compelling and newsworthy, which you do all the time. So like, that's, that's something that we could start doing right now. That would and be, that would be sick super easy to do. That would be awesome. Well, let's begin. Let's well. So this is episode 653. I just did an episode before this with Dr. Robert Malone. And I think it was one of my best ones. Okay. He and, I, he and I went way out. We started with COVID very quickly. We went down JFK to the federal reserve and then we were off to the races. Okay. I really? think it was with Robert I, Malone. Wow. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. If you, 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 you can pry that guy out of his, out of the stencil of, of doctor. He'll go, he is, <laughs> he knows just as much about Smedley Butler as the, as me. It's he go, he'll go right down the rabbit hole of fiat cool. currency and slavery and transhumanism. Like He'll go. He'll, yeah. Okay. You send me the uh, link to that I'll, one on your I'll channel. I'll upload it to Brighteon. I'll, I'll push it to my editors and assign a story. I'll, I'll upload it to Brighteon. Well, I know because I know I okay. gotta let you go. I'll wrap this one up. I'll upload it to Brighteon, and I will. Set, I'll text that to you immediately. Cool. Cool. And this is this is kind of an open door policy too. Right. Anything that's newsworthy that you post on Brighteon, we'd love to cover it. And that's I, sure. Yeah. yeah, I would love it. I mean. Clearly, I'm. I'm. I started this podcast with my new crusade against Rumble, and everyone knows, like, dude, you just are getting your footing there. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. There's if there's not a strong foundation, it, it means nothing to me. It means nothing to me. So yeah, I'm. I'm 100 down to do this. Well, I would. I would encourage you to continue to to post on a Rumble and, and I will. shoot an Odyssey and all these no, other places as well. I, I don't mean to yeah imply that I'm not. Of course I am. I, I trust me. If YouTube still let me upload there i'd be uploading there too there's no i'm not uh i'm not arrogant enough to burn my bridges i've i've i'd still love to upload to youtube i've tried under alternative names they'll they find me and ban me so it's that's it's funny a, yeah yeah well yeah, did you know that the day i decided to build brighton was the day that youtube permanently banned me oh really yes well there's your divine intervention and that was 2014 wow okay you're so you're an og you're i'm bitching about being banned in 2021 uh Good yeah Lord. i was i was banned before alex jones was banned i was banned before anybody knew there was banning happening you were banned a year before trump announced his candidacy yeah yeah i was banned over big pharma i was criticizing the drug companies and calling them out for their depopulation and mass murder of humanity before trump before any of that stuff so i'm and sitting here banned. complaining and you're like patting me on the head you're, you're like i understand tommy it's a yeah banning's bad i didn't know that that's, oh man that's hardcore I, yeah i i was i was banned from all the platforms just over big pharma i used to do a cartoon series called Counterthink. i hired an artist and i i devised the the like political cartoons you can still see them out there if you just look for Counterthink cartoons and um i was doing that in 2006 2007 and all those cartoons were so politically incorrect it was like the cancer industry lining people up to to kill them for profit and all kinds of stuff it was totally uncensored stuff and at that time it was getting shared everywhere yeah. you know now yeah. it'd be completely cut off but yeah. i i was kind of an early I, I mean i started doing what i was doing before the censorship kicked in which allowed us to to get a lot more eyeballs before everything before, gotcha. before the big crackdown yeah yeah, I know I'm in good company. You go back and watch like Bill Hicks in like '93, yeah. screaming about censorship, and like I look, and he's been dead for almost 30 years. And I look back at him, and I'm like, 
total legend. And like, oh, a, yeah. a legend doesn't bend the knee and goes, oh, shut up. No, he, as Bill Hicks says, I wore all black and started screaming at the crowds. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> the, I, I pulled the veil back from their poor eyes. And I look back at that and I'm like, short term money or just be a fucking legend. And I'm like, dude, just be you. Like, that is, 100%. That is immortality. Be you. Look, nobody remembers someone who sells out and just joins the pop culture brigade because there's a million, there's a yeah. million people like that. And who gives a crap? Oh, they're talking about their new Lamborghini on their podcasts. So shallow, so pointless. Yeah. Doesn't even matter in the world. Dude, you are uncovering secrets, mysteries of the way the world works. You're you're helping people connect with a new understanding of the world that they never thought about you're you're actually reshaping people's minds with some of your interviews that that matters man that is not just oh look at look at all these rings and jewelry and riches and cars and bitches today and all I'm this covering other stuff the new forget that today yeah. i've got to cover tiktok dances no so who, who cares man dale graf come on here and tell me about how the cia was using remote viewing to find icbm silos in Savordulans, russia like I don't care what happens. And then that is fascinating. Yeah. I interviewed a guy who did all the uh, initial coverage of uh, Plum Island out okay. of New York where they yeah. did the bioweapons research for yeah. um well that that became Lyme's yeah. disease and yeah. and other things, other bioweapons and that dude <laughs> he was fascinating cuz he was he was um I think he's like a lifelong democrat very much kind of left wing on his politics but totally exposed plum island bioweapons yeah yeah oh yeah no <laughs> it's, it's the, the 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 in search for the truth you do find strange bedfellow dr mccullough has been on dr mccullough describes himself as like a strong liberal i've had on yeah. dr oddity bargava the head of mrna research at ucsf who yeah campaign for joe biden yeah yeah and she's come right. on here and talked about how disgusted she was that she would make people feel lesser than because they're unvaccinated Right. You find an odd thing and it's when people start finding the truth and it's not that they're becoming conservative. It's more so that both the liberal and the conservative are finding a higher truth in pursuing. Yeah. Well, one of my reality. best friends right now is, is uh, Mickey Willis. And he, he, he was such a Democrat. He actually toured with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> it's about as hard as you get. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he was on the Bernie Sanders bus, like literally. Yeah. And uh, he made, he made the pandemic film with Judy Mikovits and okay. he's an awesome guy. Yeah. And and he's making a lot of other films, by the way, but examples like that. And that's why, see, you have a real talent that you can also connect with people no matter what their background, no matter what their politics. It doesn't matter. You're not going to reject somebody just because they are fill in the blank, know. you know, whatever that is, a Democrat or gay or whatever. I don't, I don't give a it doesn't shit. matter. Yeah. As long as as long as you're not hurting anyone physically. Are you yeah. a rapist? Are you a murderer? Are you a pedophile? I can't see eye to eye with you. Anything else? Right. I had on a guy from the Israeli Special Forces, Syret, who sat on here and then told me how bad he feels for Hezbollah. And I was like, what the fuck? You're, you're a Special Forces <laughs> Jew? Really? And he goes, he goes, yeah, because you see these guys and they don't even have basic dental care. They don't, they've never seen a television and some, they make a penny a day and someone offers them $1,000 to fire a rocket. What else would you do? And he's like, now don't get me wrong. I have to put them in the ground because it's them or me because that doesn't mean that you don't have compassion. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. That, that's that's so a like, tough uh, job. That's, yeah. 
that was 20 Jeez. episodes in. I have this guy in a balaclava showing me it's like Israeli passport. And, he's, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it works for the Mossad, Kidon, that assassination unit. And yeah, he's telling me, he's like, no, if he's like, don't get me wrong. He's like, I'll kill them because it's it's them or it's me. But he was like, that doesn't mean that you don't pray for them after. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? So like, yeah, I mean, you. this is another thing about the podcast. It has forced me to open my open my heart in addition to opening my mind is... And that that is what your audience experiences as you're sharing these stories sure. with them too. So they're going through their own personal transformation or uplifting or awakening. Yeah. And that's that's that shared experience that that's why this is worthwhile. Yeah. You know, that's why excuse me, that's that's why it matters and that's why the pop culture crap is a waste of time, waste of attention. Brain, brain hey, I'm, I know I gotta let you go. I've kept here. I've kept you four minutes fast longer than I thought. No, it's 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 okay. We're good, but I do have to run absolutely I'm late. Um, absolutely for- hey get out of here I'll, I'll text you the episode <laughs> when it's up I'll text the, the Dr. Mullen episode to you um, we'll do this again sometime I'll put all your stuff in the description and uh, sorry for keeping you over thank you Not so much for coming no, on I'm, here man. hey look cool. Tommy I'm honored to spend this time with you and thank you for okay, letting brother. me brainstorm with you on this too and uh, let's let's of course talk offline as well absolutely. and start absolutely. sending me your episodes we'll we'll start doing editorial coverage for you and uh, I'd, I'd love to help you succeed on Brighton and other platforms as well thank you so much man you're you're a godsend it's a it's an honor to have you on here and thrilled um, to be here man thrilled yeah. to be here by the way i like your shirt that's a sick shirt uh, yeah this is <laughs> this is one of three shirts i use on video i only have three hey this is one of five. <laughs> this is like... one of five i have the same long <laughs> the same company five different colors i just cycle there you, them through. There you go my washing yeah. machine is broken so i'm on the last one so uh, hey, I, all right I, I, I think I'm going to launder this like once every two months or something because I only use it on the shows. All you need. Whatever. Back up. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Adams, thank you so much, brother. I'll text you this episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. Thank You're you, a real one. Guys, go check them out. Go subscribe. Go log in. Go make an account for Brady on. Fuck censorship. Be true to yourself.